Managing risk and protecting your profits on a dairy farm isn't always easy, but it's becoming increasingly more important to have a good understanding of milk markets to better protect your profits through more frequent volatile periods. Welcome to the Protecting Your Profits podcast, a brief monthly update where I will take a deeper dive into topics or trends that will help you better understand milk markets and risk management. I'm Zach Myers, Risk Education Manager for the Center for Dairy Excellence. Let's see what's happening this month. Hello, I'm Jane Seabright, Director at the Center. Welcome to the March edition of the Protecting Your Profits podcast. This month, Zach and I are discussing some of the information from the U.S. and the Pennsylvania Dairy Industry scorecards that he maintains. Welcome, Zach. First of all, Jane, thank you for joining me this morning. Uh, For those of you that have been following the PYP podcast the last few months, you will notice Emily's absence. I would like to take a quick moment to offer a A word of congratulations to Emily and her husband on the birth of their son on March 11th. Mom and baby, you're doing well. Jane will be helping me with the podcast while Emily is on maternity leave. So we're all excited for Emily and her family. My understanding is even their dog, Ada, has fallen in love with baby Tanner. We're looking forward to having her back next month. Let's jump into this month's podcast. Zach, did you notice anything interesting in March's round of USDA reports? I don't know that that's so much as interesting or out of the ordinary, but certainly a continuation of trends in both the U.S. and Pennsylvania dairy industries. The U.S. milk production was up again 2% compared to uh, February of last year, uh, once adjusted for last year's 29-day February. And then national milk production equaled 17.6 billion pounds for the month. U.S. cow numbers were up about 1% to 9.458 million head compared to last year, and production per cow also increased nearly a one pound per cow to 76.5 pounds per day per cow. Increased cow numbers and production accounted for the increased production this February compared to last February. Pennsylvania's current trend of decreasing cow numbers with increased production per cow continued in February. At 475,000 head, Pennsylvania cow numbers are down about 1.7% or 8,000 head compared to last February. The average Pennsylvania cow produced 69 pounds of milk per day this past February, about 5.3% more compared to last February or about 3.5 pounds per cow. Even though production per cow has improved considerably recently, Pennsylvania still lags the national average by 7.5 pounds per day. Increased production per cow was not enough to offset the loss in cow numbers, unfortunately, and it still resulted in a 0.8% decrease in total milk production. Milk production fell from 798 million pounds from 833 million pounds last February. At first glance, this seems to be a larger reduction than just the 0.8% that I mentioned. However, when an extra day in February 2020 is accounted for, the gap narrows to that 0.8% decrease rather than a larger decrease. Thanks, Zach. It's nice to see Pennsylvania's milk production per cow increasing, but we are certainly concerned about the cow numbers continuing to fall year after year. With increased national production, what do you think is going on with all the dairy product production out there? Well, Jane, unfortunately, dairy product stock data runs a month behind the milk production numbers. So January is the most recent data available. However, January dairy product production in the three main categories I look at increased. Butter production was up 7% or about 13 million pounds over last year. Cheese production was up a slight half a percent, amounting to about 6 million pounds additional production compared to last January. And nonfat dry milk was up almost 21 million pounds. This can't be helping dairy product prices. So what's going on out there? You're right, Jane. 
Uh, dairy product prices are also down compared to last year. At a dollar forty-nine per pound, butter is down twenty-seven cents compared to last February. Forty-pound block cheese is down twenty-four cents to a dollar sixty per pound compared to last February. And non-fat dry milk is not down as much, only seven cents compared to last year to a dollar eleven per pound. Right now, butter, cheese, and non-fat dry milk are a significant discount compared to global prices. Butter, in fact, is down a dollar and two cents below the, the last global dairy trade prices. Cheese is 34 cents below global dairy trade, and non-fat dry milk is also 34 cents below the global dairy trade price. That's really interesting. With production up and prices down, how is demand for dairy right now? Demand is relatively strong right now when you take a look at total dairy product disappearance data. It's also a month behind milk production numbers with January data the most recent available. Butter disappearance was up 12% compared to last January at 155 million pounds, and this was driven by both domestic usage and increased exports. Total cheese disappearance was up 3% to 1.136 billion pounds. Cheese is divided into two categories, American style and other style cheeses. American style includes products like cheddar, Colby, Monterey, and Jack cheeses, and other style is basically anything else. American cheese disappearance is up 13% over last January to 462 million pounds, while other cheese was down a slight 2% to 674 million pounds. The increase in total cheese disappearance was driven mainly by a 13% increase in domestic usage, with a slight 2.5% increase in, in exports. These increases were enough to offset the 2% decline in total other style cheese disappearance that resulted from decreases in both domestic usage and decreased exports of other style cheeses. Non-fat dry milk and skim milk powders were up 216 million pounds of year-over-year -year growth, or about 17%. However, non-fat dry milk and skim milk powder exports were down about 9.6% compared to uh, January of 2020. So the increase in total disappearance was driven by the 152% increase in domestic disappearance of powders. Domestic disappearance of non-fat dry milk and skim milk jumped from 30.0 million pounds last January to 77 million this past January. Thanks, Zach. You mentioned exports several times in your last answer. Sounds like exports are still performing fairly well overall. I know that January export totals were released a week and a half ago. What can you tell me about January dairy exports? Well, Jane, January exports overall were down about 5% compared to January 2020. However, total January export volume was the second highest January on record, with last January maintaining the record 160,887 metric tons of milk solid equivalents was exported this past January. Those exports were valued at $505 million, which represents the third highest January value on record. Really, the only reason it is believed that export volume did not eclipse last January's record is because of delays at ports caused by a shortage of shipping containers and vessels to carry product overseas. 2020 was a record year for volume, so there's a lot of work to be done this year to continue that pace. Exports are expected to remain robust over the next several months. Our domestic price on most exportable dairy products is a significant discount compared to international prices. Butter is over a dollar cheaper than the global dairy trade price, and 40-pound block cheese and powder, non-fat dry milk powder, are both $0.24 cents 
per pound cheaper than their respective global dairy trade prices. And the reason for this uh, difference in price is, of course, our uh, oversupply condition right now in the United States. And coupled with that is other major dairy exporters across the world uh, are experiencing decreased productions for various reasons, including drought in some regions and other factors. So going forward, hopefully exports will be uh, good the next few months. And if domestic demand can uh, continue to improve as we come out of the pandemic, hopefully over the next several months, we'll be able to clear some of this growing production and hopefully uh, prices will continue to increase. Overall, that's great news. And with the U.S. and other nations continuing to progress through the pandemic, hopefully we'll continue to see both domestic and export sales improving. With higher production and an overall increase in disappearance, how do you think dairy product inventories are looking? Unfortunately, it's sort of hard to compare apples to apples knowing February ending stocks, but not February dairy product production and disappearance numbers. However, inventory data suggests that February product production and disappearance data was not enough to create a drawdown in product inventories. February butter inventory ended up 17% over last year, or about 51 million pounds, compared to a year ago. February total cheese inventory was up nearly 5.5%, or 74 million pounds. February powder inventories will be released in early April, but January nonfat dry milk stocks are up almost 9% or 25 million pounds. I know retail dairy sales are still strong and that food service sales are the best they've been since last fall, even though food service sales are still well under what they were before the pandemic. With increasing production and inventories, it sounds like it may not be a very good year for milk futures. So to finish up today's podcast, can you talk a little bit about what you see in the future market? Sure, Jane. Surprisingly, despite growing milk production and product stocks, and we are just getting into the beginning of the spring flush season, Class 3 and Class 4 markets seem to be relatively optimistic right now. Class 3 at the close of business on March 22nd averaged $17.71 per hundredweight over the next 12 months, with a low this month of $16.24 and a high in October of $18.43. Class 4 similarly is, is increasing with the futures for the next 12 months averaging $15.87 per hundredweight, with a low of $14.30 this month and a high of $16.70 next February. I believe the market is optimistic about domestic demand as food service sales improve and export markets improve or expand, creating additional demand for U.S. dairy. Depending on what happens with the pandemic going forward and getting into the heart of the spring flush, maybe demand will pick up enough to continue to bolster Class 3 and 4 prices. Of course, nothing is guaranteed, but I know dairy farmers across Pennsylvania and the nation could use a little breathing room. So there you have it. Thanks, Zach, for sharing this month's numbers. And thanks to those joining us for this episode of Protecting Your Profit, brought to you by the Center for Dairy Excellence to drill down on the numbers shaping milk markets in Pennsylvania and across the world. Before we leave you, I wanted to remind you of two programs coming up next month. Our virtual roundtable on April 21st from 1 to 3 p.m. will focus on business planning. And then Zach's Protecting Your Profits webinar on April 28th at 12 p.m. will further drill down into business planning concepts. For more episodes of this podcast, you can subscribe to the series on Apple, Spotify, or Amazon Music. Be sure to join Emily and Zach next month. 